my guest this time is Monty A. Melnick. He was the tour manager and friend of the Ramones from the beginning to the very end. I've known him since I'm 15, so of course I consider him a friend as well. Before I play our conversation, which has many great stories in it, I want to play the audio of a video testimonial that Monty made for me a couple years ago. I love it so much, I want to share it with you. Also, if you have any feedback, please contact me in a private message on Facebook, Instagram, or whatever. I love to hear your feedback. I hope you enjoy. Hello, everybody. Monty A. Melnick here. I was a tour manager for the Ramones for over 22 years and author of the book On the Road with the Ramones. Hi, Monty. Hey, wow, you're right there in my ears. <laughs> Hopefully not yeah, too loud. So you, this is, you're recording this now, and that's going to be put up, what, a week later or something like that? Yeah, I because I, I, I have, I'm so blessed to have so many rock star clients already you know that i'm behind i can't just do it you know the thing is i can't post one every day then i'll run out of rock stars you know what i mean so okay i've been spacing it out a week and um you know i'm going to do yours like i usually try to do one every late thursday night so this coming thursday will be steve Vai, uh -huh. and then the next week will be you and then the next week after that will be cj and so on and so on did you get his number yeah, well, I have his email address, duh, and I emailed him, and he wrote right back. He's awesome. And, okay, um, good. I'm sorry to get back to you. I was a little tied up there. Hey, it's always good to be tied up. Some people pay for that. Uh, you probably know that better than me. <laughs> 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 um, now, as far as an image goes, what are you going to put up uh, for me? And you know, well, I have a picture of me and you together, so of course I'm going to use that one. Oh, okay, good. Just. Uh, have I, I? I must have seen that one, right? Was it an old? Picture? I can. It's a picture. Well, all pictures of us are old. I mean, I'm oh, very, very. Oh, actually, no. I have. I have lots of pictures of me and you. What am I talking about? I have one of me and you, at Manitoba's bar. And um, we're just going to roll with this because this is good chat. We can't start over. And and then I have one of me and you backstage. I think New Haven, Connecticut. I'm dressed. I'm wearing a prom dress. For some reason, I'm wearing like prom dresses and many of my pictures with the Ramones way back then That's I was trying to look older because you know I wasn't and yeah, I, had yeah. a, I have a girlfriend Elaine with me and we're sitting next to you backstage and there's a, a you know those big block black boxes that the Ramones carried their shit in what are those boxes anvil cases oh God. all these years backstage and I don't know what they're called Okay, anvil cases, and it says or, or, or road cases, but anvil was the main person that made it first. So everybody calls them anvil cases, basically. Okay, well, there's a picture of me and you and her back there, and you can see the Ramones written on the anvil case. I'm so glad I learned that today. See, I'm oh. doing this podcast so I can learn shit. How's that? <laughs> that sounds good. As far as the picture goes, maybe you can send it to me first, and I can look at it and say it's this one, that one, maybe. Absolutely, and I also need to know. I always ask people, what song do you want at the start of the podcast? And what song do you want at the end of the podcast? It's your choice. Well, I think and it I, doesn't have to be a Ramon song. No, no, no. Actually, the, you know, people come to me and say, <clears throat> what's your favorite Ramon song? You know, and I like a lot of Ramon songs. I do have a favorite Ramon song. You have any idea what that might be? You probably don't know, right? Um, I think I emailed, I texted you the what the song. <laughs> you, you said, um, but at that time, you said you couldn't uh, put a song up or something. Remember? You oh said, no, because I was 
I, I, I'm learning the ropes and this bullshit with Spotify, they, they lure you in and they say, oh, click this button to add a song from Spotify. I'm like, oh, that's great. I, I love music. I want to put a song in every podcast. But when you do that, they snag you and they lock you down. And then your podcast is only heard on Spotify. That hmm. sucks. That's like being married, you know, when you, you don't want to be married. So yeah. I, I rebuilt every podcast new with the same guts. And then I just, what I do is I lay my iPhone next to Alexa and I cho- choose whatever song I want, and I, I play it in the background. It sounds good. The quality's good because I have a, a plug-in microphone. So I forgot what song. All right. So uh, it's called "All the Way" from End of the Century. All the way, End of the Century album. Do you know why I like that? The my, my, my favorite song. No. Joey wrote me into the song. Oh, Monty's God. driving me crazy. It's like being in the Navy. <laughs> so I have the honor of being in a Ramon song. Well, that's the least they could do. And, <laughs> and I have to admit, um, well, I mean, I've been around a lot of rock stars and a lot of rock managers. It's not easy. <laughs> you have to be the serious one when everyone else is having fun. Oh, yeah. You got to hold it together. You can't party as much. You can't uh, do a lot of things that the band's doing that after the show and things like that. You got to keep them together and got to be like a herd the cats, you know? It's like herding cats, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's cute. Uh, not, not only the, 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 the road manager, tour manager has to deal with a crazy band, but also a crazy crew. So it's like double the amount of nutty people you're surrounded with, you know? Um, of course, all the hanger honors. Yeah, that too, and the record company and promoters and et cetera, et cetera. So- and you, you unfortunately were in the era where there was, like now, for example, <laughs> Lady Gaga not only has production manager a tour manager a production manager assistant a tour manager assistant but her crew has their own production manager and tour manager hello so you had to do all of that shit yourself well yeah you know because we didn't have they were not making that much money so they can only hire a certain amount of people so i had to do a lot of extra work you know you were wearing all the hats yeah i like wearing a lot of hats Uh, so far as the last song, so all the way for the first song, and then you can play touring. I forget what album that's off of. Okay, so at the at the close, we're going to play the song yeah, touring. Touring, touring, it's never boring. I, I can say that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, and speaking of that, you haven't been able to tour. Well, for I mean, when was the, when was your last tour? <clears throat> well, <clears throat> they retired in 1996. Then I started I managed Marky for about a year and a half, two years. And actually, I sent somebody else on the road with as a tour manager. I was I was, I was kind of being like a, a manager. I was a manager at the time with George Debose, the great photographer. He took a, a lot of uh, shot uh, cover photos for the Ramones, George Debose. So we had a little management company, Search and Rescue, and and uh, we got Matt Marky's first uh, two albums out. And I sent him on the road with another tour manager. Oh. And then after that, they uh, we parted amicably and. Uh, I worked with like Degeneration for a little bit and then uh, a little bit with Ronnie Spector and a few things after that. Didn't Ronnie Spector, first of all, I think he just passed, right? No, that's Phil Spector. Oh, Phil, wow. Ronnie Spector from the. She was his wife. Yeah. Okay. From the Ronettes. From the Ronettes. Yeah, yeah, of course. But I. (laughs) Oh, yeah, he went to jail and died there. Oh, my God. And we, but you never you met him obviously. Well, then. yeah, we, he did talking about all the way. It's on the end of the century, which Phil Spector produced. 
So oh, we, I was in the with the the band uh, working with, the, with him in the studio, and it was quite an experience. A lot, a lot of little stories in my book about that. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I wasn't mentioned in the book, and I'm thinking it was because I was underage. I think you mentioned that a few times to me already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you well, know, because you were underage. I don't want to get Joey into trouble and all that. You know. Yeah, I mean, and and I take full responsibility for that. I mean, look, women lie about their age. When they're, they're young, they make themselves older. When they're older, they make themselves younger. That's just what we do. And and back then, men never said, oh, let me see your fucking ID. You know? Yeah, the, like, the good old days. Yeah, the good old days. Uh. It wasn't it wasn't a thing. And, and so nobody can blame Joey or you or anyone. It was me. I was just, I was raised with no other little kids around. I was more mature for my age. And I looked older. So there's that. And also, I would have to have write a, an, an extra book on on girlfriends and stuff too. <laughs> I basically kept it to wives and close girlfriends, you know, yeah, <laughs> of, of, of the age. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, well, you know, I I enjoyed my time with you guys, and uh, I have nothing but nice things to say. It's just uh, it was an amazing part of my life, and I'm I'm I've known you forever. I mean, I think I met you when I was. Almost 15. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> was that like but, four or five years ago, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> but but 15 didn't look the same. Like when I meet girls at the playground, because I have an eight-year-old son now. Oh, boy. When I see 15-year-old girls looking after their brother and sister, I'm thinking to myself, I was traveling sometimes on the weekends with the Ramones at that age. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I just didn't look the same. They all, I don't know. 15's different. Uh, but hey, well, you looked uh, very spectacular at fifteen. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I, I looked like Pam Anderson for <laughs> sure. I mean, and Joey was—I'm going to put this out there. I don't care. Joey was not at all any kind of perv. He was sweetest, kindest, like innocent. That's what I loved about him. He was not—he wasn't a shark. He was so naive and innocent or something around women. I don't know how to describe yeah, I, it. Yeah, that, that's, he came off that way with a lot of women like that. I mean, perv is not the word. Hell no. He was not like, hey, come here, little girl. It was me. I was like, hey, hey, I, I love your lips. <laughs> <laughs> so I have the funniest thing. I ask fans in, on Facebook, hey, I'm going to interview Monty A. Melnick. There you go. What questions do you have for for him? So I have five. No, actually six now, if you don't mind. Go ahead. Okay. Red, R-E-D-D, Tim Gallagher from Pacific Grove, California. How much, if any, of the gear was recovered when the van was stolen twice? <laughs> first time and second time. It's funny. I think Matt replied to that on your on your Facebook site there. Uh, <clears throat> first time they stole everything. It was a... It was a um... In a in a van, they stole the whole van, so that that was gone. <laughs> Wait, how does this happen? You park outside with the keys well, in it. And so- no, you know, this is nineteen seventy seven, seventy eight. You don't you, you go on the road. You don't you, you park your car. You take you know you park. You don't expect somebody to steal it. You know, and the, uh, you know. So where was it? Chicago. Stolen? Oh jeez. So you you learn from that. Then you get like uh, you know like locks for the steering wheel and. Uh, so the second time was in L.A. We had a truck. And at that time, we, we were very wary. We had a, a bar that went through the wheel axles, the axle of the wheels. Not mm-hmm. the axle, I'm sorry, the wheels across. So you couldn't drive the truck. 
Right, I see yeah. those. A club. Don't well, no, a that, club. that's a, on a steering wheel they call the club. But this one, we, we oh. actually got had a club. We didn't have a club. We had a bar that went through the back wheels, so you couldn't drive it, you know. But the idiot oh. crew didn't put the bar in that night, and they took the whole truck. We lost everything. And we had a show like four days later or two days later. So I had to go into uh, the guitar center and buy everything. Luckily, they took up from the experience of having some stuff stolen initially. Uh, they, uh, John said, take up the guitars at least, get them into the – so they took the guitars into the hotel with them. So we had all the oh, guitars God. and the basses. But everything else was stolen, and we, I had to go into the guitar center and replace everything. And it was like, you know, picks and sticks and drums and amps <sighs> and cables. And luckily, Sire Records back, you know, banked the whole thing because they were, they were behind the group. But uh, <laughs> it was – you know, ch 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 try to think about what you need Everything's gone. They just recovered like some tops, the anvil cases. That was it. So, what about all their clothes? I mean, because I remember <laughs> the I clothes. Know, all they had was leather jackets, and that they replaced those <laughs> in a, in a case. So, I mean, they they didn't have any stage clothes. They wore you know jeans, you know, and t shirts. So mm -hmm. they they had that. It was just the leather jackets <laughs> that we kept in a special road case. You know, those motherfuckers must have hawked them or if they knew who, who who they belonged to i mean they must have showed up someday on ebay or somewhere. Uh, I, you know, you know i don't I mean? think at that time they they realized that they probably just threw the jackets out they didn't know what the hell was going on it was like way in the beginning well, you know <laughs> well if they had a whiff of them because this is, uh, i have a special kind of nose like the movie perfume where i can smell like if you if you pass gas around me i can tell you what you ate i have a, a nose like that like a hound dog and i when i was hanging out backstage all the time i noticed they would come off stage take off their jackets because they were so sweaty. oh my god they were probably sweaty they were soaked they were soaked they were, they were soaked yeah, we... guess what they would do put them right in the box the right, right. box and you'd close yeah. it up and pack right. it away and and guess how they fucking smell i remember them because <laughs> i because you know i remember that the jacket smelled like piss because sweat eventually ends up smelling like pee somehow or skunk like a you know it's a combination of it doesn't it smell wasn't nice. pleasant. The it wasn't pleasant. It, uh, it, it hopefully wasn't. It was they, we, we hope that they dried by the next show, you know. Mm. Which, yeah, they they were damp. <laughs> it's horrible. And, 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 then, they, and overseas, like in England, when they first, uh, the punk scene started out there, they were spitting, which is horrible. <laughs> so there was rains of spit coming down on the band, and the, the jackets would have a little spit on them. It was horrible. Thank God they stopped that after a while. It was, it was the worst thing I've ever seen. You know, I could, I stood well, up to the side of the stage, but the poor band was like being rained on. You know, and that would not fly during a pandemic. No, no. I think actually Joe Strummer got some sickness because he swallowed some spit there a long mm -hmm. time ago. You know. Yeah, I've, I've I've been around him when he wasn't well, and that had to be a reason. It was like '84. I was hanging the first time I met Joe Strummer, and he was he was ill then. Yeah, well, he and got something from the spit, you know. Yeah, definitely. Gross. I don't understand how that but, picked up. There was a, a compliment to spit on a band, you know, in the punk days. It was unbelievable, you know. Yeah, nowadays if you spit on someone, it means you don't like them. <laughs> You're right. I mean, even before that, they, they, they spit on somebody you don't like them. All of a sudden, the punk movement comes in, and somebody started spitting, and they, I guess some bands encourage it. Hey, come on, spit, you know, and then they started spitting, and it was bad. And they stopped. And not they everybody, stopped, thankfully, wait, after a while. Not, not everybody has good breath. <laughs> Especially in England. <laughs> you know, so and they have bad teeth. someone spits, <laughs> bad teeth, bad breath, 
and if this like if this is a test to see if you have bad breath you lick the back of your hand and sniff it so if you have bad breath your saliva is going to smell nasty so them spitting on the band and then having their jacket smell i mean but what do you expect for punk rockers they can't smell like roses right yeah i guess so <laughs> <clears throat> um this other one gina lewis lavitia gino G okay sorry gino lewis lavitia fancy name from Nashville, ten. I know. Sounds like some Slovakic, Slovakic nation or something. Well, I definitely think it's Italian. Oh, I'm just saying it wrong. La oh, okay. Italian, La Italian, La Italian. Yeah, definitely. He's from Nashville, Monty, give us your best idea on Dee Dee's impact on the band, and then he says, "Let's dive into Joey and Dee Dee's work together." But even better, what did Tommy do production and concept wise with Dee Dee's singing and writing? And that's a that's, huge. I could, I could write a couple of books about that. That's ridiculous. I know. Well, first of all, Dee Dee's a packed out oh. band. <clears throat> he was no, no, number one. Then his songwriting was incredible. You know, and his stage passion was great there for until he flaked out at the end. And uh, actually, started after he left, he kept on writing for the band, which was the best thing that happened. But I mean, Didi Ramon, for God's sakes, uh, he he was responsible for naming the band. You know that. You know the story. I, I remember. I mean, this is what I I've, I've heard. Of course, I want to hear your version. But I heard uh, that they were such Beatles fans, and they know that Paul McCartney used to check into hotel rooms with the name Paul Ram, Ram right. Ramon because he had an album called Ram and a song called Ram On. So Paul used to check into hotel rooms and used the name Paul Ramon. And obviously the Beatles with their haircuts, all four of them looked the same with the haircut and the Ramones kind of looked the same with the same haircut. So. Yeah, that's it. Know. That's it. That's Didi saw that he checked in under that name and said, Hey, hey Ramon, Ramones, Ramones, let's do it. Ramones. And they said, okay, great. Really, and then they all took oh, the was... last name, and uh, they kind of changed around their first name. Joey was—I don't think he liked Jeffrey Ramon. He kind of said, "Oh, let's—I'll—I'll I'll make a Joey instead of Jeffrey." You know, Johnny's fine, mm -hmm. Dee Dee's fine, Tommy's fine, Marky's fine. When Clem was in the band, uh, they had to call him Elvis as a joke. You know, it couldn't be Clem—it couldn't be Clemmy Ramon. Richie, Richie was okay, and CJ didn't have to rhyme. He just—they just at the end there just was CJ's fine. You know. <laughs> mm -hmm. He um, kind of had hippie hair compared to the the, the rest of. I mean, he had long well, hair. Well, you know, when he first started, band. he came out of the Marines. He didn't have any hair. It was like you know, oh, yeah. short, short hair in the beginning. It grew and it grew in for. It took him a year or two to you know grow the long hair, and then he liked the the long hair look. He liked shaking yeah, that uh, the good. hair on stage. I met him after I was done. I mean after i stopped dating joey so i met you guys i met him when you guys came to germany because remember i moved to germany in 89 and raised my daughter over there deutschland so, deutschland uber alles and that was your last tour right 96, yes, I, I, 96 saw, I mean i saw last, last time they were out mm -hmm. there 96 i think uh skumak did you know skumak sabatka the promoter there oh no, he, no. He, i think he started think managing so. uh rammstein Oh, okay. And, but he's a big promoter there. He, he did a lot of group. What? How do you Skumak, say his name? Sabatka. Skumak. Hmm. S-C-U-M-A-C-K. Skumak, I think. It's a great okay, guy. It good, he had a good uh, company mm -hmm. and did a lot of work with him there. Um, I, I 
was in touch with Lieberberg, Merrick Lieberberg a lot, but um, you know, I, I massaged a band sometimes without even promoters knowing. So I didn't know all the promoters. Plus I was busy with a, a little screaming daughter. So then we have, um, okay, this is for me. What does the A in Monty A. Milnick? Nine say? letters. Think, think you can guess it? Monty A. Nine, nine letters. It's a nine-letter word or name, I should say. <laughs> Three, four, five, six, seven. I, I don't oh, know. I'll give you a hint. Uh, he was great. Oh my God. He was great. Monty A. Melnick written no, together? No, no. I'm giving you a hint. The, the name of the nine letters, he was Greek, and he was great. Give you a big hint there. I, oh, geez, Alexander. I don't know. I don't. Oh, Alexander the Great. But he was Greek. <laughs> I know, but so you're, okay, so your middle name yes. is Alexander. Well, I like to use okay. the middle Jeez. initial now. What Sounds nice. Monty A. Melnick. Yeah. Are there other Monty Melnick? Yeah, on yeah, Facebook there's some of them there. There's people could... a couple. I think on Instagram, some Monty Melnick got my, got that before I could get it. You know. Oh jeez, yeah, yes. I hate that. Yeah, somebody else has Doctor Dot on Instagram, so mine has to be Doctor Dot with an yeah, S. Yeah, mine Dr. is Monty A. Dot Melnick. Okay, good. So that was just mine, and I got CJ to ask a question. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah, so this is from CJ. Since you were there from the beginning, what was your favorite era with the band? Of course, with CJ. <laughs> you like That's that, cute. CJ? I'm expecting a check in the mail soon for that one. <laughs> you know, they all were great. I mean, for God's sakes, you know, uh, you can't compare them, really. You know, the, the original band with Tommy, unfortunately, four of them are dead. So it's horrible, you know. Yes. And that was great. And, you know, each, each one was great for me. I, you know, I work with all of them. So I work with eight Ramones. Wow. That's, if you look at my book cover, which is out now um, in a bonus edition, you've got to get the one with the red lettering on it. So Ramones in red. It's called the bonus okay. edition. I put 40 more pages in it. If you look at, I'm in the van with eight Ramones. Wow. Uh, then no one else can say that. I mean, you, you must know well, them you know, than was, anyone else. Unfortunately, it was me and Arturo were the only ones there from the beginning to end, and poor Arturo's gone now. What's well, a sad I fact. I saw that, that video you did with him. It was, that, very, it was interesting. With that, in, in the uh, Berlin uh, Ramones Museum with Flo there. It's sad. Yeah. It's so sad. It's so so hard. I, I was crushed. I mean, so bad. He was. I, I, we were there from beginning to end. You know. Now it's just me. Yeah. There's nobody else out there. Wasn't Bubbles no. there in the beginning? Oh no. Okay. <laughs> he was there for a long time, but then he was in oh. and out. You know, there were other drum roadies. Oh, okay. I think in my book I list all the roadies too. Um, it boggles my mind if I post on Facebook something about Arturo in the Ramones group, and they're like, "Who's Arturo?" Oh my I'm God. like, "Really?" I mean, he was so dedicated. That tattoo on the back on his back is that's dedication. He had the whole freaking logo yeah, tattooed on his back, huge freaking logo. Funny story about that is, so he puts Artie, Tommy, Dee Dee, Joey, and Mark's, Mark, you know, no, Mark is, gets pissed off. Hey, fuck you, Arturo! You, you didn't put me in. He's going to put him on his back, you know. Marky actually got upset about that. <laughs> well, he can't fit well, all no, of the I mean, he, on there. You just put one, you know, you put it, it's only four at a time on this on the thing, you know what I mean? So, well, Artie gets put yeah. in with the three originals. 
Yeah, some people got pissed about that. I'm like, excuse me, Arturo did so much for the Ramones. He can put whatever the fuck he wants on his tattoo. Yeah. You know? And to have the whole thing on their back like I that, think... that's dedication, boy. Absolutely. I love educating people about who Arturo is and, you know. You know, just, his lighting uh, was great, you know. And he was, uh, being an artist, he was. He brought that into the lighting director. He was the lighting director, and, and, and the shows were terrific the way he, he lit them, you know. Yeah, and it was so sad when it was all over and his rights to the merchandise, because he would earn a good Oh, my God, I, I wish that. I got and my then... thumb into that little bit there. Boy, that's, that yeah. was, like, amazing. Oh Still God. doing very well, you know. There's... Like CBGB's and the Ramones yeah. t-shirts are one of the big sellers out there. I know. And, and so the Ramones are richer now that they're dead than they were when they were Yeah, alive. actually, Ooh. they're bigger now than they were when they were around. I mean, they're huge now. Oh, they, so know, sad. People say Ramones, Stones, Beatles in one sentence. Uh, my, Absolutely. And their logo is Well, yeah, a lot of iconic. people that wear the shirt, they don't even know what, what the, who the Ramones are, too. You know, it's just the, the style also. I mean, it's, the oh, Ramones no. are so big. I, I tell this idiotic joke a lot too much. That if the Ramones were this big when I was working for them, I would have gotten a big raise. I mean, they're huge now. Mm -hmm. It's unbelievable. Yes, it's it's that people are obsessed. You know, they're obsessed. I know Vera really well. I haven't never, I haven't really spoken to Linda, but I know I talk to Vera like oh, every other nice. week on the phone. We're really good She's friends. Yeah, I love Vera. Yep. And I've met um barbara because uh dd Dee Dee would come to berlin and need a place to stay so he and barbara would nice. crash at my house and um that was fun <laughs> hey don i need some weed i'm like <laughs> so you had a little experience of what dealing with him like uh all more than 20 like 24 hours oh, yeah. a day <laughs> oh yeah he, they stayed for two weeks one time and he was on my balcony you know, talking and smoking till four or five in the morning all the time. But you have to let them do what they do. You know, you can't curb so you it. Imagine and what I had to go through with I him, him. <laughs> getting him <laughs> over <sighs> the years. You must still be. You must be tired <laughs> still. Yeah. <laughs> I love it that he wrote his book and didn't couldn't afford an editor, so he just said fuck it and put it out without editing. Oh, there's a funny story about that. So <laughs> the book came out. I hadn't seen the book at all, and he decided to do a little book tour and a couple of shows in England. He said, oh, Monty, you know, come along and why don't you help me do it? So I went along with him to England. I hadn't read the book, but I started reading the book. <laughs> I'm the one that's doing all the drugs and, and stumbling in the airplane, drunk, you know? I'm the, uh, yeah, he Wait. writes me in there like I'm in the airplane drunk and stumbling up the aisle. Yeah, yeah. And there's a, there's a scene. He come, he knocks on my door and I open the door in my underwear with a bunny tail. You know, <laughs> I said, I've got piss. I said, thank goodness you didn't put like a guy in a room with him or something like that. You know, I was by myself and I, I got pissed off. Dito, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm, you know, I didn't read the book before I went with him, you know. It's, he's he he, did, <laughs> he writes a lot of fiction in his stuff, you know. Not, oh, oh yeah. So good. he was so apologetic, and he was buying me dinners and breakfasts, and there was the whole like couple of <laughs> tour I did with him, you know. <laughs> I did not know that. That's hilarious. I've never seen you. Uh, drunk of course or not. He made like it that. up. You were always like. I couldn't be. I couldn't uh, get it. I, one drunk, you know. No, you're always very serious. I mean, it was 
hard for me to get you to laugh, but I did. I eventually, you know, because you were just like oh, a watchdog. Oh, yeah, that's part of the job of a good tour manager, road manager. You got to keep a, an eye out and everything, you know? Mm-hmm. So then we have this, okay, this is Matthew Loyal. That's, Lolia. you know who that is, Matt right? Lolia. That's little Matt the roadie. No, I don't. That's why he answered the questions oh, okay. with was the, he... uh, the, the anvil case. I know I saw thing. him, but I was like, okay, he knows a lot, but I don't, I don't know what yeah, early, years he was the roadie, but. Okay, well, I was hanging out with Joey from C eighty-three, four, and eighty-five, and then eighty-six came and I got out of high school and I was like, I want to be a deadhead now. And I don't want to wear pink clothes and push up bras and all the shit. I want to be scruffy deadhead. And so we peacefully, you know, just kept our going went our own ways. And um so I I was only really involved those three years three and a half years i mean we kept in touch up until the end i wish i could get into my old uh, hotmail account because i have emails from joey up to the end he read my ramones chapter because i'm still trying to get my book out in english jesus i wrote a ramones chapter and i emailed it to him he's so gracious he said "Uh, i love it he goes could you be a little easy could you go a little easier on Ah. johnny that's interesting Uh uh-huh yeah I, I will get an, I'll, I'll try to retrieve the emails, but that was, that was like 2000 when I first got a real computer and started to do emails. And um, so, you know, yeah, two, it was the year 2000. Cause I remember what apartment I was in when we were emailing back and forth and I had him proofread the Ramon chapter. He said, please be nicer to Johnny. Cause I mean, Johnny was kind of grumpy to people. me, you know? Yeah. And, and it's, People who have never met him, they don't understand that. They're like, oh, well, punks are supposed to be grumpy. But he just didn't like it when I was in the van. He's, you know, he would. Yeah, yeah, I got a lot of that. I don't know. He bugged me about that. Yeah, he that. just. Um, yeah, of course, he did it in Connecticut. He did it in New York. He did it in Virginia. He did it in Berlin. Even the last time, I think that was the last time I saw Johnny was in Berlin. And he, me and uh, Marion were standing on stage watching the show. And um, I could see Johnny making motions with his head, like to the roadie over there on the side, of the, like to get me off the stage. Maybe me and Mary. Yeah, he didn't like a lot he of people standing around bitches. like that, especially females. He had something against uh, right. bringing girlfriends on the road, even wives. Yes. Yes, yes, because she's a wife. And he was just making this motion, like, get those bitches off the stage. And we were hiding behind a, um, you know, the big speaker. So it's not like the. The audience could see us. We yeah, weren't out there trying good. to get attention. No, we were Johnny just... Ramon there. Grumpy. Yeah. Right. Right. And yeah. And then after Johnny, I mean, Joey asked me to come with him back to the hotel. Just not, nothing creepy, just to talk and stuff, you know? And he wanted a little massage on his hands and feet and stuff. And I was like, of course, I'm wearing like a jean shirt and jeans. I was not dressed hot. Okay, people. So I'm not. And I get in the in the front seat. You're driving, I think. And I'm in the in the passenger seat and Johnny was not having it. And I think it was turned into like a little fight. And I, me and John, me and Joey might have taken a tax or something. He was so bitchy about it. And I, whatever, it's his right to do that. But so I was kind of not nasty about him in the chapter, but I told the truth. I'm surprised because, you know, the thing with Linda and him and I'm. I know, but isn't that shows how gracious he? I swear to God, Monty, he said that. Be a little light, go a little lighter. Well, yeah, I mean, I was talking to Linda, and Linda said that uh, he would send Johnny Christmas cards every year, even though they had they were the whole thing happened, you know. 
so nice. I heard this one thing. I can't remember what who told me it, but it was like some a roadie or somebody and was joking, saying, uh, yeah, well, you know, Johnny wanted Linda to have bigger boobs, so he made her get a boob job, but only paid for half. So the crew would always joke that only one of those <laughs> boobs belonged to I've Johnny. I've heard that too. I think that really did happen. <laughs> 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 but I hope I get to meet or talk to Linda someday because, you know, well, they have the, she's who she the, is. The, and, um, the, she used to be called the Ramones Ranch, but they can't, she can't do that anymore. It's, it's a lit, the Ramones Ranch, but they, the Ramon her and uh, Mickey Lee had a f f bad thing going. They're, they they, they <laughs> own the Ramones Corporation, Mickey Lee, which is Joey's brother, Mitch Hyman. Mitch Hyman. I don't like him and, at all. And, I've and had, then uh, Linda, they like control 50 50 and they always fighting and, and then uh, Linda changed her name to Linda Ramon, and Mickey didn't like that. Mm. So they they sued each other. They sued. They sued. She sued her. She, she sued him. And and so he, she can't. She used to call her house the Ramones Ranch. She can't call it that's Linda Johnny and Linda Ramones Ranch. But the house she has up there in the in L.A. is amazing. It's like you know he was a collector of like posters and uh, other things. It was like Elvis stuff mm. and Disney stuff. It's it's an amazing place. Maybe she could change the name to Ramones underscore ranch or something. Well, I mean, that's not, so pathetic. No, she can't I, use Ramones at all, you know. And then she can, once bullshit. a year, Mickey has a, a little thing here in New York um, for the birthday bash. Well, last year was a virtual, and this year is going to be virtual, mm. unfortunately. And in LA, uh, Linda has mm. a, a, a tribute to the Ramones, and it used to be Ramones, but now she can't call, look, list Ramones there. She's got a Johnny Ramone tribute show now, you know. Because of this lawsuit that they went through, and it's that's so nasty. Um, okay, I'm going to put this out there. When I was hanging out with Joey, he would call me almost every night. If we weren't together, he would call me every night after a gig in Connecticut. Myself, my home, my landline. I lived with my granddad in Ellington, and I would take the phone down into the cellar because my grandfather would say, "That goddamn Joey Ramone <laughs> phone dot." Tell him to stop calling so fucking late. So I would creep into the kitchen, take the phone down the stairs, long line on the phone. Hey, how you doing? And he would tell me what had been going on and this and that. He told me a lot of stuff. He did not get along with his brother. I mean, the whole time I was dating him, he never said anything nice about Mickey. Nothing. It's magical that now that Joey's dead, suddenly they were best friends and Mickey wrote all these Ramon songs. Mm, yeah. um, History you likes know, to be whatever. shaped by the people that survive. Exactly. I know you probably can't say shit about it because you don't want, you know, knives and arrows coming at you. But I can say whatever I, I, I you know, you had your experience. I had mine. Joey oh never said anything nice about his brother. He left all he, he left all of his money to his mom. And then unfortunately, when his mom passed, then Mickey got it. And, you know, they, they just destroyed Arturo. As soon as Joey died, they just destroyed him. They took away all of his livelihood. It was so sad because he needed the t-shirts like if i would drop into the loft to say hi to arturo when i was in the city he wouldn't give me a shirt he, he's like okay uh -huh. you can have that one for ten dollars <laughs> and i would bring friends over and he would make some money you know because that's that's how he, that was his whole livelihood just like you what if you weren't allowed right, to write exactly. about your experience well, actually, you know, when suck. the ramones first started out they couldn't afford to pay arturo so he printed the T-shirts and sold them on the road, and that kind of paid for his expenses in the, in, initially until he could make more money and get them on salary. That's how he started, actually, well, yeah. making money off the T-shirts. Yeah. 
Yeah, so it was horrific when they took was a uh, was it official Ramones. Yeah. Dot com. He had a website where he sold the merchandise. They ripped that away from him. Then he came up with a new name. They ripped that away from him. He wasn't allowed to sell any merchandise and everything. And that was just the beginning of his unraveling. It really know, broke his heart so much.